All right, you ready? <clears throat> it's okay, because we're already rolling, so ha-ha. Any more alcohol? <laughs> Welcome to Love in Brief, an ABDL advice podcast, a tiny one fo- focused on issues of love, love for self, love for others, love for community, um, you know, just... 10 gallon hats and 10 gallon hats full of love. That is so, that's a lot of love. Jeez Louise. I don't know if the impression I'm doing is country or just I've been, you know, hit by a stroke or something. It's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yep. So, anyway, I am Road Not Taken. And I am Resident, yes. And we are joined here by our very good friend Amber, who goes by Littlest Bit on all the platforms. Yep. Um, hi, Amber. How's it going? Pretty good. Road not taken. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so we go way back with Amber. We've known Amber for about a kerjillion years, and yeah. we've hung out in all kinds of fun social situations. She's right here in the house with us tonight, and uh, yeah, and it's that kind of friendship. So we're really glad to finally get to have you on Love and Brief. Um, Amber, do you want to tell us anything about your love? Uh, right now, I'm taking a uh, kind of self love journey. Hanging out with my dog. Yeah. Figuring out the yeah. whole dating scene. Does anybody give you better love than a dog? So amazing. It's it's just unconditional. I have accidentally left my dog like in the kennel for like eight hours, and I come down to let him out, and he looks at me like, you're just the best. Oh, I love you. It's okay. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Dogs are just the best loves. They are the best loves. So um, before we get into our question, our question addresses some... Uh, issues about dynamic. And I didn't know if you'd tell us a little bit about the dynamics that you tend to play with. Uh, So for the last three years, I've been in a mommy little dynamic where I've been on the top side of things uh, just in various forms, Uh, almost always mommy. And previous to that, I've always been kind of on the submissive side of things. So I've just had a very wide range in the last seven, eight years that I've been in the kink community. That's perfect for this question, why it's almost yes. like we handpick the question just for you. And I'm going to dig into the question. So the question comes to us from Anonymous. Uh, a lot of our questions come anonymously. So if you're somebody who's nervous about sending a question, you don't have to be. If you want to, you can submit it anonymously. You can send it through our Tumblr, which actually resonantyes.tumblr.com uh, has an anonymous feature. Or you can mm-hmm. send it through Instagram if we happen to be connected on there um, to Resonant Yes. And you can just say, hey, make this one anonymous, and we will. Or you can send it to loveandbrief at gmail.com and say, hey, make this one anonymous, and we will. So here's the question. So I've been going through my entire life thinking that I am the more dominant sexual partner. But when I asked my partner to be more dominant, which they prefer not to do, things went thousands of times better. Does this mean I'm actually the submissive partner? Have I been engaging in sexual play the wrong way all this time? So that's sort of part one of this question. And then part two says, our sexual play sometimes involves diapers, but not in this instance. When we use diapers, my partner is always diapered. So how does one play dominant and also be diapered? Oh, both are really good questions, right? but we're definitely going to have to break them down into two groups because this, they're two very different questions. Yes, they are. Let's tackle the first one. So essentially, I'm almost always dominant, but when when I tried submissive, things went better. Does that mean I'm actually submissive? Have I been doing sexual play wrong this whole time? So I'd actually like to address that first part. Uh, you can never do sexual play wrong uh, so long as everything is consensual, sane, and safe. You know? Amen. That's the three key components of kink. Um, there's, 
there's nothing wrong with finding out later on in life that you've been doing things differently and finding that you have a niche. And it may just be that partner. Um, it took, what, five years of being in a submissive role, various, you know, I was a slave, things like that, uh, all diapered, um, to find out that I had a special soft spot for a little boy. And suddenly I found myself in the dominant position. So... You know, you just got to ride the waves and whatever's comfortable for you, you know, you and you got to talk things out with your partner, obviously. So do you think it might have something to do with the partner? Like some with some people you feel more dominant with some people you feel more submissive? Personally, in my experience, I would definitely agree. And uh, I for a long time, I struggled with classifying myself as a switch. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm much more comfortable with that role. Um because I found that it's not applicable with everyone. Some people I'm submissive, some people I'm dominant. Some people, I don't even have a preference. It just is what it is. So what what made you struggle? What was the thing that was holding you back from wanting to do that? Kind of the stigma that I found. Mm -hmm. Um, There was this idea that if you're a switch, you can't make up your mind. And Mm -hmm. it kind of hung on there for a little bit until I realized, you know, I'm the one that defines my kink roles. No one else can define me. Oh, I love that. Me too. And it's so helpful to hear that there is no wrong way to do sexual play if it's safe, sane, and consensual. And I think that's one of those things, like, we do have stigmas, and we do have these sort of role biases. And I I felt them too many times because I'm a switch. And um, there have been times that I'm like, I guess guess I'm not a very good dominant partner because I also like diapers and I also want to be submissive. And, um, boy, I think some of those narratives are run deep. Yeah. Don't they? I think it's it's been quite a journey for us, for you to find love for that little side Mm -hmm. and that submissive side. Because I think even when you are little, it's hard. It it can be hard for you to be a submissive little, like actually let go. I think it's really good when you do too. Thank you. And you're welcome. But but I I just want (laughs) to honor their, their point because I've certainly felt that. And I know I've felt many times like, oh, well, if I'm going to go to an event, um, I guess I guess I'm just going to have to go this certain way. This certain way, and I can't deviate at all because what if other people see me, or what if my mm-hmm. partner doesn't see me, you know, this way? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think the other thing that you spoke to is evolution of one's sexuality. So, if you would have asked me early on, I would have said, "Oh, I'm just a hundred percent dominant," but that's because that's the only part I knew. And as I um, learned more about myself and as I got to see other types of play, I was stunned and surprised and delighted to find that there was more than I thought. And that's not to say that if somebody is exclusively in one space or another that it's bad. I just had more uh, range in me than I expected. And I've learned to experience both with tons of, of zeal. And I think I had the opposite experience uh, to you. RY, but similar to Amber's, which was that I thought, and actually to speak to the ops question just a little bit, or to the askers question a little bit, um, I thought that I only had a submissive side. And then I thought when I enjoyed being mommy and when I enjoyed humiliating a little bit, I thought there was something wrong with me. Like, Oh God, have I not been real with myself? Have I like been lying to myself? What have I been doing wrong? Like, have I just been living up to this expectation? And 
then I had to kind of get real and say, no, you know what? Because I really love being small too. Mm-hmm. And I really love the way that feels in a very different way. See, I kind of experienced that exact same thing. When I realized that I had some more dominant tendencies, I was scared that I was going to take it too far one way and that I wouldn't be able to go back to who I felt like I truly was. Mm. And has that been your experience? Um, I actually had a partner. um, So I'm polyamorous. Uh, I had a submissive partner and a dominant partner. Both relationships were very individual from each other. Um, And I was dominant 24-7. I was a mommy. I wore... I even wore diapers as a mommy. You know, the diapers did not define me as a role. Hmm. Um, It was just something that my partner and I both enjoyed. And uh, I found that when I wanted to be submissive, aside from being dominant, I would kneel and I would have a whole almost ritual Hmm. to get into that submissive headspace. So it allowed me a chance to just step back, take a breath and just let all of it go. Make it really intentional. Yes. It was a very, yeah. it was an intentional act to being submissive, to letting someone else step in and take that position. Mm, I like what that. was it like to do that? Um, it took, <laughs> it took about a week or two uh, with my partner at the time, actively setting rules. And I would find myself pushing back in the middle of scenes. Mm. Uh, I can remember one time he was spanking me and he hit me really hard in a place that I don't particularly like, but he was, he was very obviously pushing my boundaries at the time. And I reared back and I told him, don't hit me there. And (laughs) I remember feeling mortified immediately. And then just kind of closed down and on myself and mm. he was really uh he handled it really well and he was like you know let's take a break from the scene real quick check in uh see where your colors are and let's reassess and that's when we came up with what the ritual was you know in this space i am submissive i am doing xyz because i want to and because i want to please him Whereas in my day-to-day life, I did X, Y, Z because I was taking care of someone else. Mm. And this was my person to, you know, baby or direct or things like that. Yeah. I can find, I find that it, it is hard to move from having somebody or people have total faith in you and trust you to turning around and giving up that control to someone else, especially when in a role of power, you, you question yourself and you're like, Oh, I'm definitely going to make mistakes. And then you know that that person might make mistakes and you're like, can I let go? Yeah. Can I, can I let them make those mistakes with me? Yeah. Can I trust? Yes. Whenever I'm used to some people, more used to people trusting me. Can I let go and trust? Totally agree. Well, it sounds like in the, in so doing, I mean, it sounds like it may have been uh, something you had to negotiate together and even yes. internally inside yourself negotiate? Yes. I think kink in general is all about negotiation and communication, 100%. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to communicate with yourself. You got to communicate with your partner, mm-hmm. you know. We, we always joke that uh, we, everything comes back to like three points and communication is one of them. Oh, I yeah. wish we had like a communication sound button where it was just <laughs> the guy going, communicate. That's right. Because we say it like, I mean, it, it, but it's true. Like, I'm yeah. building a soundboard just to say that. Nobody is a mind reader, even oh, yeah. if they tell you they are. Yeah. They're not. Unless that's your kink. Unless that's your kink. And then you can pretend to be an awesome mind reader. And then in that space, you are a mind reader. <laughs> Please don't send me emails saying, yeah, but I am. Because I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about most people. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, there's a little parenthetical note in this question that says, when I ask my partner to be more dominant, which they prefer not to do, mm. things went a thousand times better. So 
how can we address a situation where the person says, look, everything went fluidly, better than ever, but my partner doesn't tend to like this as much. I immediately think, why did it go better? So I actually have a follow-up question for that person, and I doubt that I will get a response on that one, but did it go better for you? Did it go better for your partner? Did it go better for the both of you? That's There's a really good distinction. Three sides to a story. And we've got some close friends who would have sworn up and down that their relationship was one particular way. Uh, in this case, it was a heterosexual couple where he was dominant and she was submissive. And they struggled. And when they switched one time, everything went amazing. And they were like, Oh, oh, we like this. It could be like this. It could be like this. But um, if your partner's not enjoying it, and that's not, it, and, and it's okay if the partner's like, look, I prefer not to, but of course I'll do this for you every once in a while. That's great. Mm. But if you're trying to set up a new sort of dynamic together that you both want to enjoy, um, I would pay attention if your partner's not enjoying it because it, it so. may not be a very good long term solution. I think that's very important to recognize. Now, if your partner is having a good time and it's just that, they're worried that it will be all the time. I think that there's a way you can help assuage those fears yeah. um, just through conversation. But if they genuinely don't enjoy being dominant, there's also a way to open up your relationship possibly and find somebody who with whom you can submit and still be, you know, still have the perfect switched relationship sure. with your other partner. And if you're not hungering for it, if it's just that it went better, but neither of you is like, oh my gosh, we super want this. It's okay to do the harder way if you both enjoy it more. Because it, it truthfully, even things like being in relationship are just harder than not being in relationship, but that doesn't make them not worth it. Um, so don't feel like just because it went more fluidly, you need to do it. Now, if you're really into it or your partner's really into it, great. Um, and it, it's worth continuing. But um, I wouldn't take the fact that it's hard as a sign that you shouldn't do it. True. And I would add, find out why it's not as easy. And if it's something that you feel like could be a growth point for you, then run at that. If it's that you have, a, if, she, if she or he has a harder time letting go of control, or if you have a harder time feeling confident as the dominant, maybe run at that growth and see if it's better for you, if you can find solutions to help you with those points. So let's quickly, let's address this. And I think you spoke to this a little bit, Amber, but it says, can one play dominant and also be diapered? And if so, how? And you spoke to that. I did. Uh, I wore diapers 24-7 as a slave, um, and but I still fulfilled that dominant role to my submissive boy, mm -hmm. where uh, you know he served me, I was in diapers. And eventually our relationship went from dominant submissive to kind of a kind of like a princess submissive. So he basically waited on me hand and foot. And that was just our dynamic. I wore diapers. I was, you know, that's I gave orders. I I did what I did as a dominant in diapers. And so did it, you did you feel any contrast between those things or was that hard to do? Actually, that was one of the most seamless relationships that I had. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter uh, what I was wearing at the time. You know, I was a collared slave uh, wearing diapers and giving out orders. So it's a huge contradiction, but it was it depended on who my partner was. Isn't that remarkable? It does, so. it's, it's really remarkable that specifically you can be 
a slave to someone and a dominant to someone else while still having the accoutrement, you know, all the things that you wear. That's awesome. Yeah, I do. I like I, sexuality. It's me awesome. too. I mean, again, like if you've heard literally any other episode of this <laughs> podcast, you've probably heard us say this, but sexuality has, there are as many sexualities as there are, are people. And so anytime we try and apply rules to them other than safe, sane, consensual, I think you discover that like something's going to break outside the box. And yeah. so for one person, diapers might be like, I literally cannot feel dominant in diapers. Okay, that's fine. Um, somebody else might be like, it's the only way I can feel dominant. Great. But the the sort of handles that we think apply don't necessarily apply. And, and they might not even apply within a person through their whole life. They might change as you get new experiences. And I want to speak to whoever out there is listening going, yeah, but I can't do it that way. So I am one of those people I will wear whenever I am mommying RY. But whenever he's in the daddy role, if he dips up, I get really like there's something that goes off in me where I can't really enjoy myself. And that's okay too. Like I don't really even fully understand it, nor do I need to. It's just that he honors that. And that's okay. Like, yeah, so I can't be a submissive little when my dominant partner is diapered. However, RY can be a submissive little when I am diapered. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like both ways are okay. If you can't do it or you're uncomfortable, please don't feel like we're saying you have to be comfortable no matter what. Right. It's just that whatever way you're comfortable is okay. Yeah, well said. Thank you. All right, friends. This has been Love in Brief. We would like to thank our friend Amber for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Join us next time on Love in Brief. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, ask us questions or be an expert, you can find us on FetLife. We have a group. You can um, email us at loveandbrief at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Tumblr, which, yeah, we still have a Tumblr. Also, we are on Instagram. Uh, All resonant, yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, come looking for us. Say hi. Ask us questions. Offer to be an expert. We'd love to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, it's all good. This has been Don't. love. Do you want me to land this plane? Please, God, land the plane. <laughs> this has been love in brief. Love in brief.